so sometimes when I wash my face, right, I I have I accidentally get like soap up my nose, and then for the yeah, like okay, I'm not like shoving. Yeah, okay, okay, maybe not up my nose, up my nose, but like, like okay, you're you're washing your face, right? And then sometimes, like you know, you're like putting soap everywhere. I like wipe my face, like I I use water to like wipe my face gradually down, right, like my forehead downwards. And sometimes soap gets up my nose, and then I'm just how does it hold up? How does it get up your nose when you're wiping down? You tell me. You tell me. Sometimes it (laughs) it just happens. I also I don't I don't I don't know what you're on, but I don't I don't get soap into my nose, and I don't put soap in my nose. Bats. Okay, you know what? That's (laughs) that's for a different time. (laughs) <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Two and a Half Brain Cells podcast with your hosts, Murtaza. And I'm Rosa. <laughs> and he puts soap up his nose sometimes. It's more than just soap, okay? Sometimes I just get random spices up my nose and my nose just doesn't appreciate them. Yeah. Okay, then. Um, this is our 10th episode <coughs> and that means we're finally into double digits. We've been doing this for 10 weeks straight holy crap i think that's a, that's a milestone in and of itself even if we only have a few listeners you know we've got a consistency will pay off and i think that's the, sure. biggest, thing. That's the biggest thing congratulations on 10 weeks man yeah i, I to be honest i don't think uh, i like to thank Murtaza, my host my co-host for getting us here some weeks haven't been the greatest for me or for him to be honest so the fact that we can yeah. hand it off to each other sometime you know Kind yeah, it's a it's a very um, co-hosty relationship. You gotta gotta. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And anyway, enough of the you have the sweet talk. I guess we can get into this week's uh, topics. So this week, I just recently read up on that uh, Apple is killing off their iMac and their HomePod. The HomePod, I I understand the, the original iMac Pro, Pro, not not just the regular iMac, their iMac Pro. Oh, my fault, my fault. Yeah, so the, the iMac Pro, which I think you can delve more into because I don't know a lot of details about that one, but the, the HomePod one makes a lot more sense to me. So they're killing off their bigger HomePod in favor of their HomePod Mini that they launched to challenge uh, Google's um, Nest Mini, their new rebranded Nest Mini and the Amazon Alexa. Although, in my opinion, it's still very expensive if you look at it because the HomePod, is what, HomePod Mini is like, what, $99? And you can get nine US, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's still kind of ridiculous to me, in my opinion. What do you think? I mean, it has a screen on it with Siri, so you yeah, but me. it's just it just has lights, right? I mean, can you put like, like what are you doing to the whole pod? Are you looking at it all the time through lights? Sure, why not? Some people like a light show. Then buy like a lamp or something. One of those like funky, funky lamps. You know what I mean, right? Hey Siri, play my funky lamp mix. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, yes, you're right. So 99 USD in Canadian for all our Canadian listeners out here. All three of you. Uh, probably we're probably more than we're really grateful for the for the three of you. Yeah. But uh, it costs 130. I'm not dropping plus 130 tax. on plus taxes. I'm not. I'm not dropping. Like, you really gotta be in their ecosystem to be able to drop that kind of money on a 
speaker. No, but like it's just this it doesn't add any extra functionality, right? Like with AirPods and stuff, you still get some functionality, I guess. Uh and they sound good. But then the the speaker is just a you're just using it for a Bluetooth speaker most of the time. Okay, so guess how much their original HomePod cost? Like two fifty. Yeah, but then guess how much in Canadian it cost? Wait, was it actually two fifty USD? Actually, I'm not even sure, but I don't think so. Probably like three hundred something, right? The original HomePod. I'm not. I'm not looking at it. I don't think Apple sells it anymore on their website. But I, I would assume that Staples and other retailers that would sell them would probably sell them close to retail. They have the original HomePod listed at 400 Canadian rubles. Hey, let me. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna hit you with the the Apple website price for the, oh, the original HomePod. Yeah, it's still there. I think they're selling it on the website until like they get rid of all their stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was sort of like a quiet killing. Like they took it into the back room and shot it instead of a public execution on Apple's <laughs> part. I love the analogy. Uh, so the HomePod original price on Apple's website is $399 Canadian. So it's still better than Staples. Oh, no, it's the same. I mean, it's the same price. I lied then. It's the same price. I, I said it was three ninety nine here, but th- my point being here, you said I mean you yeah. were you were up by one dollar, and hey, we all know one dollar makes a huge difference. Sir, I think it probably is three ninety nine ninety nine Canadian on the website too. So Fine. one cent. You're still you're still ninety <laughs> no, you're still ninety nine cents up because on Apple's website it's three hundred ninety nine dollars flat. All right, all right. Let's not get stuck in the details. My point being is, I can see why. I mean, like four hundred bucks. You gotta be kidding me. What? What could you buy with four hundred? A lot of a lot of nicer things, right? Yeah. What are we saying? Yeah, no, definitely you could buy nicer stuff for four hundred. Oh, shit. I mean, you can definitely get. Like, I would assume, like, if you were to get, like, what would be an equivalent of, like, you could probably buy some really nice speakers. That aren't just like Bluetooth speakers, right? You could probably buy like BNO speakers or even Sonos. If, or Sonos, yeah. You could buy like a, a lot of decent speakers too, or like decent things for that amount of money instead of buying just a few high end things. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the thing is, I think the I I don't really understand what their market like. Did they just assume they could just make like a random speaker, charge it? To the moon and back, and yet still have people buy it. Like, what was their? I don't understand their marketing pitch. If you're, if you're trying to get at the it thing, okay. The, the thing with ridiculous. Apple though is that it. Um. Okay. So they create their own problems, or they create problems for the public, and then, or they they try to fix a problem, and then eventually they offer an expensive solution. Right, like for um, when they remove the headphone jack from iPhones, that's when they release the AirPods. They're like, "Oh yeah, like you, we don't have the headphone jack anymore, but now we're offering you this thing." With the HomePod, it was the original HomePod was their answer to the Google Home Mini, or not the Home Mini, the Google Home, sorry, and then the Alexa smart speakers and stuff. And then they yeah. eventually made that into smaller tech, which is the HomePod Mini, 
which they're still selling, which is a lot better priced than the original HomePod. Yeah. The thing and is, in my they opinion, see a need. They probably are not making enough sales with the original HomePod, and they don't see a need for it anymore. Oh, yeah, they're definitely probably not making enough. Like, like, come on. Like, even if you look at it, like, hold on. Let me pull this back up. Um, like, the alternatives are obviously there, but the, the, the issue I see is that they probably thought that because people are in the ecosystem, they wouldn't look at what they're buying, almost to treat as, their, as if their customer base is stupid, right? And I think they're pretty wary. Like, they, they know what's reasonable and what's not. And I, th- and I assume, like, a good percentage of people who even get their iPhones, which is, I believe is their most popular product, right, that they sell, 100% has to be, right? Yeah, no, definitely. 100% iPhones. Yeah, uh, so actually, typically MacBooks those are people- really popular, too, though, so... Yeah, but I mean, like, I would assume it's not as great. Like, a thousand dollars on a computer, and people, I would assume, before going into a thousand dollar like computer space, probably stuff. Like, I, I would assume, like, one of the more bang for your buck computers are typically like between the seven hundred to nine hundred range. And then the the i the Apple computers, albeit in my opinion, after experiencing a Hackintosh, I would assume that yes, once you're in the ecosystem and once you start using app Macs for what they are. They're very, very good products, and they're probably worth that much if they last that long. People still find it difficult to shell out above twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars, which typically MacBooks cost, right? Just MacBooks, not even iMacs. iMacs cost more typically. Yeah, but once right. you're in that ecosystem, like you're gonna find a way to stay in it, you know? Yeah, that is true. But my point being, um, their most popular product being iPhones. Most of the people I would assume get those off of plans, right? And it's like pay per month. So they don't actually like go out of pocket and like buy the thing outright, right? Most of them probably have plans that makes it sustainable. So they get you in the ecosystem that way. And then I don't, like, I don't think a lot of their, their customer base just has 400 lying around is what I'm trying to say, right? Like if you look at the bigger picture here. And I guess that's why it's failed because you can probably like, Although 129 is the, for the HomePod Mini is a higher price if you're in the ecosystem, like I would probably eventually you would find a reason to buy it. Like you could probably either talk yourself into it, or if someone gave you like enough gift cards and you got it down to like maybe say 70 to 80 bucks, is it kind of expensive for a glorified Bluetooth speaker? Yes. Do you think it'll look good in your room with an all black aesthetic? Yes. Also, yes. <laughs> right. Yes. So. So. <laughs> See, I, see, now I'm convincing you you need it. So anyway. No, I already have a, I already have a smart speaker which disconnects from the internet all the time. Uh, yeah. I got yeah, it for so free. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't complaining. That's, yeah. that's, that's, I'm just that's using it for thing. the, I'm just using it for the Bluetooth speaker stuff. Another yeah, thing Apple killed it, off quietly though is um, yeah. the iMac Pro, which is super expensive. Yet again, like it's one of those things where most of their customer base is not going to shell out the money for this product. Yeah, but I think they they make like almost a lot of their money is probably made just on the fact that uh, that ten percent of people of their customer base that are actually buying this product, if those ten percent all buy in, they're already like like it. A hundred percent. It doesn't cost that much to manufacture what the iMac Pros cost us, right? It has to be at least half of that. 
They're right. definitely making a large profit, but the thing is that doesn't matter if they're not making sales, right? And so the thing is, do you remember the uh, the Mac Pro, like the trash can design? Yeah, yeah, I think it was from 2013, 2014 or something. Yeah, so they killed that off and then they released the iMac Pro, okay? Mm-hmm. And the iMac Pro yeah. is in the same body as the Mac, like the iMac, okay? the same unibody design but now they changed the color they made it the the darker color um what is it slate gray or graphite something like that and then they like okay the uh display is 27 inches 5k it starts off with a 3 gigahertz 10 core intel xeon w processor which can be turbo boosted up to 4.5 gigahertz 32 gigs of uh 266 megahertz ecc memory which is configurable up to 256 gigabytes ram okay 256 gigabytes it has speed is kind of low on the ram but i don't think apple users really care because just because they're not efficient with their memory yeah apple apple is very efficient with their memory um one terabyte ssd storage Radeon Pro Vega 56 with 8 gigabytes of HBM2 memory. So that's your graphics right there. 10 gigabyte Ethernet mm-hmm. port. Four Thunderbolt 3 ports. And the starting price is $6,300 Canadian. Do you know what's really ridiculous though? Just to, just to jump off track just a little bit. Uh, so that same price, that's an entire computer, right? If you look at the Pro Display XDR, for that same price, you get a 32-inch Retina 6K display. Just the display costs $6,300. 6300 just for the display? Just for the display, the Pro Display XDR. That's how much it costs in Canadian. It better... Oh, and that's only for the standard glass. If you go for the nano texture, which is... Um, which is, I, I think it's like anti-glare technology, but it's really good. Plus the pro stand, um, because of course you want the thousand dollar or the yeah thousand dollar US pro stand instead of the vase. It just amount. looks nice. It just looks nice. It looks very nice. But the <laughs> with the nano textured glass without any other accessories, it's seventy five hundred dollars Canadian. Holy shit! Yeah, that's 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 ridiculous. Also, do you want to know what's really funny? So. <laughs> So they're charging you two fifty for a vase mounted decor. You know, I'm just like hey, here's this thing that you're just gonna use it to mount it. But we made it out of like nice aluminum. Yeah, but it's not the mount itself; it's the adapter for adapter. The that's what I'm saying. So you yeah, have to buy saying. the mount separately. Okay, the, the mounts have a whole other. Like, I would assume if they were to sell their own mount, it would be too ridiculously priced. So I don't think they bothered. But mounts are typically like they're not that expensive. I have like a dual monitor mount. Uh, right now, I just recently got one. Uh, it's they're not that expensive, albeit they cost like maybe 70 80 Canadian. But just the adapter, like 250 for this very nice, like aluminum chamfer, like, like nice little screw. Like, okay, does it look really nice? Yeah, but who's really looking at that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not the back of your monitor, nobody's gonna see it. Someone comes in, like, yes. Reality versus expectation. Somebody comes to us. Oh, very nice face amount of that for you out there. Where'd you get it, man? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, speaking of that, like the pro stand as well. It's a thousand dollars US. It's just a monitor stand. 
And but, but you but know the thing what? Is, I think I yeah. The thing is, if you you have to either get the vase amount or the pro stand, because the uh the mount uh, what's it called the monitor itself doesn't come with anything, so you need something. It's to, just a monitor. It's just a monitor. <laughs> you need something to hold the monitor. Are you paying rent this month? No, I'm gonna buy this monitor. How are you gonna mount it? I'm, you know, I'm just gonna sell the ground. You know. No, like send a letter. I'm too broke for anything. Else. Send a letter to your <laughs> landlord, like, hey, I can't pay rent for the next like three to five months. Why? Because I bought this very nice looking display. Yeah, I'm giving all my money to Apple. They, I sold my soul to them. And your soul uh, is only no, even their stat, I see like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy who's paying rent, he's like, yeah, my soul is worth this much. What are you doing for food? Don't worry, I will eat the stat. I'll eat the monitor to survive. Uh, <laughs> the stand itself. Uh, I, I when I when I think it first came out, I watched a review of it or something. It's it's very nice. Like it swivels. It's very like smooth. Transit. Okay, this product is solely like a product of like. Don't even get me started on like the wheels for the Mac Pro. Like oh no. Oh yeah. So so that's that's pretty much the reason why they killed off the iMac because the iMac was sorry the iMac Pro because the iMac Pro was just basically a transitionary period between the two models of the Mac Pro and then yep. now um Apple is developing their own or they're using their own chip now which they have released the M1 chip which they're probably going to just put into the new iMacs going forward and they don't need the iMac Pro anymore because this chip is godly compared to what Apple was doing with Intel yep uh sorry i kind of lost you there i'm looking at i didn't know this existed so apparently uh they now have like a data center solution for people who have like um who want like a mac pro in a rack sized form what they have that which is so you've heard of like networking solutions where people have like industrial not industrial like um uh enterprise style computers in like a rack style instead of having it like vertically like a full desktop you have them like horizontally and like you stack them in a rack so they sell a mac pro in a rack form factor i didn't know this. Uh, wait is it available on their website yeah yeah if you go to a mac pro and if you go under it will show you an option like the the commercial one which people already know oh, I, see, I know this I exists see, i never yeah. see any videos that's cool yeah that the, but yeah, if you click on it, look at the configurations you can do for it. It's absolutely ridiculous. You can go up to a maximum of 28-core Intel Xeon W processor. Uh, you can go up to over 760 gigabytes of RAM. Yo, 1.5 terabytes of RAM. Bytes of RAM. Terabytes. <laughs> yeah, but you have to, just to get two that, Radeon you Pro have to get Vega the 2420. With 2 times 32 gigabytes of HBM2 memory each. Eight terabytes. I'm just gonna storage, max it out. Yeah. Apple Afterburner card, yeah. Magic Mouse and Trackpad Two, Final Cut Pro, Logic Pro. That's Let's do that too. Sixty-eight thousand two hundred thirty-seven point nine eight Canadian. Holy crap! Rubles before taxes. Before taxes, yes. Before taxes, of course. Taxes are the bane. Let me let us let's just do it for taxes. Yeah, because up here we have thirteen so percent taxes in Ontario. Oh, did you also? Read, I didn't know this, but apparently, so there's the tax rate is obviously different from province to province, right? So recently, I was on Discord and someone was mentioning that the same cost of like a graphics card in 
in Ontario would not be the same as like Newfoundland. They apparently charge like 15 or 16% over there. And I was like, what the, that, that, I, I mean, I complained about 13%. Like we have it easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 In, in comparison. Uh, it changes for every province. So in USD, this is like af- for our after taxes in US dollars, it's $61,825.62. Holy crap. But in Canadian, we have 70. So that price with taxes added on, we got $77,108.91. Nice. <laughs> Just casually spending a little shy of a hundred grand on a computer that you probably will never get. Like, I mean, if it's obviously this is again, this is enterprise solutions. So enterprises or companies that have that kind of cash lying around, obviously they probably have a need for it. But if you don't, I have. Ne- I guess the no one has actually ever reviewed. Who's going to use this that, computer to its maximum potential ever? Nobody, except no. for maybe <laughs> Linus Tech Tech. So that's a different story. Yeah, he's kind of wild like that. I'm just going to max out. I'm going to see if you can max out the original. The actual, yeah, I think it costs about the same if you max out the commercial one. Yep, the retail it, one. it costs $68,107.98 before taxes. Same price. Oh. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, so I guess we can round off on this story. You know story. what else is super uh, expensive, Reza? Not what? nearly as expensive as this, but also super expensive and prices keep going up. Graphics cards. Ah, yes, we can pay tribute back to this good old conversation. Yeah, uh, GPUs. Are, I mean, at this point in time, it's been what? Our, I think episode two or episode three, which was, if I go back and listen to it, gaming like hotcakes. Pretty good, pretty good episode, in my opinion. We were, we were uh, still. That was the one yeah, we, we were talked still, about. Um, podcasting newbies, podcasting virgins, if you will. I would say we're still probably pretty new at this, but we're we're better now than we were then. Uh, episode two, homish episode. Go take a listen to it. Listen to our naivety. Uh, that episode, we were we did a lot more. That was more on just GPUs in general. This time, we're going to be taking a look at more so the mining issue with GPUs. So recently, Nvidia released their RTX 3060 their non-TI version or non-titanium version, as I like to call it. This card has 12 gigabytes of VRAM. And the biggest thing that they tried to market and try to get this card in the hands of more gamers, and that's what they're trying to appeal to, not not like data center solutions. If you want to get like a more powerful NVIDIA card, they do sell those, i.e. the Quadro series, the RTX 4000 series, and their Quadro... Um, PNY cards, those ones are like ridiculously priced, like easily over, like as much as like the 3080 costs over a thousand Canadian. And those ones cost like easily over three thousand, four thousand really? dollars just on the regular. Yeah, those one. Yeah, those are like those are meant for again commercial style solutions. You're you're not meant to be gaming on those cards. They are their older gen, but they're not marketed towards gamers, right? Uh, the reason why the the the, the retail gamer cards, i.e., the three thousand, so the thirty sixty, thirty sixty Ti, the thirty seventy, the thirty eighty, and the thirty ninety, those are all aimed towards either um, content creators. So thirty eighty, thirty nine, thirty ninety 
more so content creators that really push their like cores or not that has 20 30 bits of vram this is a quick synopsis but um back to the main topic here uh 3060 mining so this new card released on february the 25th it's been just a little shy almost been a month what we're 10 days away from a month but that card released with the sole purpose of trying to market less towards miners because what they did was that they limited the hash rate now what is the hash rate you ask now i can't tell you exactly because i'm not an expert but essentially from my understanding <laughs> it's the rate at which the card is able to mine ethereum or cryptocurrency now ethereum is the second most yeah cryptocurrency uh so ethereum is the second most popular uh, cryptocurrency the reason why i believe it's probably mined more often than bitcoin is because bitcoin as far as i know is capped at 21 million uh, bitcoin and I, I think it's almost done like I don't, I don't know what's at but i think it's getting relatively close i don't know how ethereum works exactly but i would assume that there isn't a cap or there might be a much larger cap that they can probably attain uh, basically, they limited the hash rate, and they challenged all the miners that they wouldn't be able to unlock the hash rate. And then they assumed by them limiting the hash rate, they would deter non-gamers from trying to buy the card. That wasn't the case. It was still plagued with bots and people just buying up all the stock, trying to either resell it, use the cards for mining, and then the actual intended audience, the gamers, suffered once again. But what's the surprise? What a surprise would that be? Uh, yeah, so that's basically the gist of the story. But what I had a question for you, Marthasa, was that uh, in terms of the hash rate, what do you think... Uh, what was I going to ask you, actually? It was something about the hash rate I was going to ask you. So, okay, while you're figuring that out, I, I hate those kind of questions where people are like in terms of like I don't know terms. Who do I look like to you, man? I'm not some terminology professor. Bruh. I'm a very I'm a very <laughs> simple English on Wikipedia type of guy. Uh Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia, not just English, simple uh, English where they dumb it down for people like me. <laughs> anyway, uh I actually can't fine what i was going to ask you but uh, basically the the whole controversy came about just now because they released a new beta driver nvidia did anyway and they claim that even though it looks like it passes the ethereum locked mining performance it actually doesn't and they're continuously trying to make it so that you can't use the card for its, for its maximum hash rate and obviously the the reason why mining is so attractive this is probably what i'm going to ask you uh why do you think mining is so attractive? Like to be honest with you, it probably is a combination of a couple of factors, in my opinion. People, a lot of people are working from home right now. Still, uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic, people have more income lying around because you know you just get that serve money. You use that to fund your 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 endeavors, so to speak. So what people are probably doing is they're taking that money, they're sitting at home, they're waiting for these cards to drop. And they either buy the cards to resell, or they buy the cards to mine Ethereum or Bitcoin or Dogecoin. Dogecoin. No, no, I, screw Dogecoin. Um, <laughs> it's it's literally a meme. It's a huge meme, I, and it pisses me off sometimes. It, it, if it goes to the moon, it's gonna 
it's it's gonna go to the moon. The day it goes to the moon, all the all the it'll go will be to, fine. It'll go to the moon eventually, but it's gonna take a long time. That is true. Yeah. But um, what's it called? So uh, the the thing about mining to me is that it's great and all, but the issue is cards are expensive, and you don't need a card; you need a whole system, and then you're paying for the hardware plus you're paying for the software i think um and then you're paying for the electricity that's going into it yep uh the thing is what i had recently uncovered was that apparently it's not that much expensive as you think obviously it probably varies in like if you're fortunate to live in a region where electricity is not expensive or your bill isn't like plagued with heavy like per kilowatt hour or per kilowatt cent charges it's probably easier to get more profits so i saw somebody break it down i don't know if they were canadian or not or maybe they were from the u.s who knows oh no but uh don't, this was an important fact actually i missed when i was we were discussing this a little bit pretty before starting the pod uh so this person said that they earned so what he or she had was a rack of six um rtx cards 30 series cards and they said that over a month with the hash rate of about 70 70 or so i don't know what the units for the hash rate are but they were able to mine about 1350 usd a month which is about oh this they were canadian because they did change it to canadian 1350 usd a month which becomes uh 1700 canadian rubles per month that's a good amount of money. And if you just have to cover rent, which is, I would Rent's say, on average. Now, yeah, but obviously it depends on where you live, right? If they're living like someone's basement out in like the suburbs, probably a lot cheaper than living in downtown. No, that's Toronto, definitely like, true. But the thing is, like, it's not worth it for everyone. It does take time. And it also depends on what you're mining. Like, in my opinion, it's not worth it to actually mine Bitcoin anymore unless you're doing it at an industrial level because now it's gotten so rare, right? Ethereum, there's still, I think, a lot of it that you can get. So that would make sense. But for the most part, like... Yeah, the thing with Ethereum, I think I think the, the, the issue is more so that people just have all this free time and are getting this money from the government or just from their jobs and they feel like because they're sitting at home it's a and if you get into it i think it's also become a little bit more accessible but there's more resources behind it now i would assume right like it wasn't po- as popular like a few years ago is what i'm trying to trying to say right I mean, it's more popular now yeah exactly that, that's what i'm trying to say like i think because people it's a combination of people having more time and all these other factors just aligning perfectly that this one card that was attended for a very niche gamer audience also like just pcs in general have exploded like i didn't like to be honest with you i didn't think i needed a pc or even considered getting a pc until the pandemic had hit because i had this time and i'm like you know what i kind of want to game because i wasn't i was really disconnected from my like my my friends and whatnot they they were all like console gamers Mm -hmm. such as yourself who were connected by like all these games and whatnot. Like I was typically just like a solo player, but I didn't really need. I didn't find. I didn't really see a need to play games because I saw my friends at school anyway. Yep. If you know what I mean. But because I didn't couldn't go to school anymore and see them because of the pandemic, I was lacking in that social interaction, so to speak. And that's where gaming came in. 
and hence the PC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so long story short, uh, NVIDIA's quest to fight the miners continue, and the miners' quest to probably just keep buying the cards and making people's lives Damn, miserable NVIDIA's probably fighting will continue miners now? either until the... God damn it. It's probably Craig. They're actively trying probably to... Probably Craig. He's like, God damn it, get <laughs> these miners out. No more mines. Shut down the mines. Ah. I feel like that's going to be Craig. The thing is, they probably... Yeah. yeah. I f- the, the thing is, I feel like what they... Oh, wait. Craig, are you trying to say the CEO of... Is his name actually Craig? Nvidia? No, his name is like, or, no, or do you think his name some is some guy Craig? in the NVIDIA office is named Craig who's rallying his colleagues around okay. him, and he's like, shut down the mines. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jefferson. <laughs> God damn it, Craig. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's my two cents on NVIDIA being, well, NVIDIA and trying to fight. Because the, the thing is, they want, they're not, they probably don't, they probably want to keep this minor customer base but they probably want them to buy their more expensive cards that are more efficient at mining them. But people don't easily got like over two grand lying around to spend on like a single PC component, right? Yeah, so, unless unless you do have that money. Yeah. Uh, I'd love you to send us a yeah, I'll be it. A card like that. Uh, you can email us at 2hbcpod at gmail.com and we'll make sure to respond. Coordinate yeah. with you there accordingly, for sure. But you want to uh, yeah, yeah. speaking of which, uh, I was just saying, speaking of which, I'm just going to follow up with uh, a little bit of tidbit from one of our past episodes. I believe it was our Who's episode Nabil? with Nabil. Wow. It's my wow. Not Nabil, my bad. Uh, I keep messing up his name. He's probably going to, now he's going to listen to this and be like, this guy still doesn't know my name. Now I'm going to feel like a horrible good friend. Uh, it's Mail, right? So our, our interview with our first ever guest. We Mirza had this section on Last Chance You. Uh, their recently released their new season. Not yeah, their new season was about uh, Last Chance You basketball. Now I actually ended up watching it just this past weekend. Uh, it's actually a pretty good series. I mean, obviously it grips you right away because you're you kind of feel it's meant to make you feel for these kids. Uh, so it's it's very much so centered around the starting lineup and about three to four main characters. There are a bunch of bench players, but they don't cause as much controversy controversy or, or and they're also not like focused on in the series more so than like the th- main three or four starting players. Uh, so there's Joe Hampton. Uh, there is Deshaun. I don't know his last name off the top of my head. Uh, Malik Muhammad. And I believe the last guy was KJ Allen. These four kids, they come from, either students that were disproportionately affected or like excruciating circumstances that led them down this path. So for the example of uh, one of the two of the more extreme cases there are one of them, one of them is uh, Joe Hampton. So he is known to be this character throughout the series that he's very, very good. And he was D one, like he played in division one college basketball. He had full intention of going to the NBA. Fun fact, he was in the same year. I think he was probably a freshman or probably like uh, a sophomore when uh, – what's his name? God damn it. He plays for Lakers. Kuzma. Okay. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma was about to go to the league. So he actually played in March Madness against Kyle Kuzma, I believe, at some point. I think this was a couple of years ago. 
yeah. But point being, this was before uh, he he got drafted in the end, and obviously this guy didn't. Uh, Joe Hampton underwent uh, a serious injury to his ACL. He ruptured it in both his legs. He then ended up having to not be able, not be able to play for a year. Messed with him mentally, left him in a bad mental state, uh, so on and so forth. He led, and he ended up at uh, East LA, which is where where East LA, a college or ELAC, it, which is where Last Chance U basketball uh, hosts the main story. But that was his background, and he is known to be a very very good player. Like on, like he's probably better than their. He's a starter in their eyes, but he's consistently benched and never actually starting. Because he has a tendency to implode when certain ref Wait, calls come this way, right? or things happen. So just to cut in, I'm looking at this Esquire article and showing where everybody is right now, right? Like after the seasons, after the season was finished, like the Netflix season, where these players are. Joe Hampton is currently at Long Beach University, and. He is playing Division One basketball again, so good on him. Yeah, uh, well, my my fault. Yeah, so good on him for going that far. Another unfortunate story. I would say probably a lot more. Like I feel, I really feel for this guy more than probably anybody else on the team. So Hyler. his name is Deshaun. He I don't is, remember. Yes. I think his last name is Hyler. Yeah, yeah, Hyler, Deshaun Hyler. Now he he's a bit more of like more of a more not a soft story, but like you really feel for this guy because. So he his mom was his only caretaker, and before the season even starts, the the whole last chance, the 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 Netflix season that is, he'd recently lost his mom to cancer, just a year ago, and then last chance he started the coverage of ELAC. So he's a point guard. He's obviously not the tallest, and the thing with uh, I, don't, I think this is generally true about the NBA in general. It's a, a lot easier to get drafted in the NBA if you're like a tall, because then you can you can be, and if you're like at least like you're, if you're able to handle the ball effectively, you can be made into a very good shooter, or like if you practice enough. But if you don't have height coming into the league, then it's very very difficult for you to get like even a spot on the bench. If you know what I mean, yeah. if you think about it realistically, right? Because you can coach like a tall or like a big player to be able who already knows how to dunk who, or maybe who already know how to like guard people because they're able to do that. But if you're not tall as a point guard, as a shorter point guard, which Deshaun is, he has to aggressively make the consistently the correct plays, correct movements, have know when to shoot, know when to pass the ball, and he doesn't have the the height factor added in. So like he doesn't have the luxury of making too many mistakes. If you know, no, I completely that, right? understand. Yeah. On top of that, he yeah. So when his mother had passed away, that was his only caretaker. His father, I don't know if he was ever in the picture to begin with. The story doesn't really touch on it, or at least where I am, the story doesn't really touch on it too much. Uh, his girlfriend became his primary caretaker, and so on and so forth. He is now. I don't. I don't know where he's at now, but I believe he did pretty well, and he's now playing on the bench for at least the D one program. I would assume all of the the main four or five players I mentioned are probably. So, D1 programs now. I don't know if it's a D1 program, but it does. The Esquire article does say that he's played eight games at Sacramento State University. And Sacramento. Uh, let's see if it's D1. Yep, Sacramento is a D1 school. So 
I don't know. I, I, I believe it is. I think they went. It might. I would, I would assume it is. Point being, uh, overall, the last chance you, uh, as most series go for me, I kind of stopped watching midway through because I ended up just Googling where the players were at or what happened later on in the story, and it kind of spoiled the series for me. Uh, I also started to get a little bit uninterested because there wasn't, I could see that they were trying to like drag out the drama, so to speak. I also do know for a fact that I think the main reason why I stopped watching it, I watched up until about episode three or episode four, uh, because the this was filmed just before the pandemic hit, and obviously, the I, I it keeps having a countdown towards like the champ the, the the series finale or like the championship or whatever the state championship uh, that gets canceled because of the corona, and I believe it's just the weekend before, which is really heartbreaking. Just the weekend before, where they announced that yeah, corona is a thing; everything has to stop. Like just hard stop. Damn. So, yeah, that kind of just ruined the series for me. Still, where I am in the series, like if you probably watch it from like from start to finish, it's a very it, it's a gripping tale in my opinion. It really it it really plays with your emotions because you really feel for all these characters. And I want to see, and, and more than anything, I would have liked to have at least watched it. I might go back and actually finish it, depending on if I have when I when I want to make this a priority, I guess. But in terms of the series itself, it's a good seven or seven and a half out of That's ten. That's nice. So pretty good. Would you recommend yeah. this? Oh wait, have you seen um, Last Chance U football? I have not. No, I'm not a big football fan. So actually, the basketball version, I actually just end up watching that because I know a bit more about basketball than I do football, American football. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I'm definitely gonna give it a shot. Uh, I. I mean, the way you guys talk about Last Chance U, it sounds like it's is a good show. So I will give it a shot. I'll let you know what I think about it. And oh yeah, I may have said that it was you who brought it up. My fault. Yeah, it was okay. So it was Ismail who brought up the the series review. But I think he had yeah. Uh yeah, but that was for football. So all right, yeah. and uh, just like I'm gonna tell yeah. Reza my thoughts on the show, uh, everybody else that's listening to this should tell us their thoughts on Last Chance U basketball. Uh, you can reach us on our Instagram and Twitter at two HBC Pod, or our email at two HBC Pod at gmail dot com. All of our listening links are available at our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash two HBC Pod. It's been a pleasure. Uh, And see you guys next time. Peace.